Welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary, and I am here with Josh and Brock. How are you guys doing today? Mary, if I was any better, I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> I am fine. I'm so glad. Um, so we are, uh, this podcast, if you've never checked it out before, we basically take a portion of the weekend teaching at Hope. That was hard. That word, I almost, <laughs> oh, a portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship and we break it down. You know, if you've ever been listening to a message and you just kind of want to know more and you wish you could just hit the stop button and be like, wait, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we get to do. And so um, welcome to this podcast. And today we are talking about um, a story in Acts and the series that we're going through is Help Us Here. So it's about the Holy Spirit. And so, um, Josh, for those who didn't really get to hear it, can you give us a little recap um, about what John talked about this past weekend? Yeah, the Holy Spirit resides in us as believers, uh, and He gives us guidance and leadership in our lives in order to pursue God's will for our lives. And a big part of living out of the Spirit is living as a witness for Jesus in every aspect of our lives. And honestly, that's not always easy. Sometimes it's uh, actually pretty difficult, maybe because the mission itself seems confusing or we can get distracted by the everyday things of life. And so today we're going to look at a passage where Jesus is addressing this. So uh, Mary, what are the verses that we're reading today? Yeah, so we're going to be reading quite a few. So stick with me. I'm going to use my best teacher voice here with emphasis. It's not going to be a Snoopy teacher voice. It it might, it might. (laughs) Just keep them them hooked. Um, Acts 1 verses 4 through 9. So here we go. Once when he was eating with them, this is Jesus, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. Verse eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up in a cloud. I don't think any of us have experienced that. That's pretty (laughs) amazing. While they were watching and they could no longer see him, there he goes. Mm. So a little bit about um, this passage is uh, it's found in the book of Acts. So Acts of the Apostles. Is this A-X-E, Acts? Oh, Acts Throwing. Oh, okay. There we go. No, A-C-T-S. Oh, the Acts. Like actor. (laughs) Um, The Acts of the Apostles, uh, the actions, if you will, of the Apostles. Um, And it's written by Luke. So maybe you've heard the Gospel of Luke, Luke, one of the synoptic Gospels. Um, This is like, is almost like a part two. Like this is another, he's written this as well. And He's addressed it to um, someone with a really fun name. Yeah. Theophilus. Ah. So for those of you that didn't get the great experience of going to a nerdy Christian school, (laughs) sometimes we use biblical things to refer to certain things. And Mary, I believe if we, if I recall, Josh and I heard the story about (laughs) how your your car was called something in college. What was your car called? So I'm pretty sure, and I was trying to remember like why and how this came about, but I got a new car and I was about to take a test. So I remember studying and one of the questions was, who is the uh, acts addressed to? And it was Theophilus. So I was like, I'm naming my car Theophilus. (laughs) And it was a great name. Everybody, you know out there, if you're in your car right now, your car's got a name. Mine right now doesn't, very sad, but 
this car was definitely at the office. So there you were, being the nerdy little yep. undergrad student. And I stand by that. <laughs> I'm going to name my car Theophilus because that's who Luke wrote this, this part letter of my to. my charm. One of my favorite things when I was in Christian school I love is this. we had three stalls in our in our bathroom <laughs> on yeah. my floor. And so somebody labeled them one day with pieces of paper and they were called First, Second, and Third John. <laughs> Which is like so much worse than mine. I like I'm that. way too cool for that. Yeah, yeah so it was it was embarrassing, but that's that was one of my the things I learned that there John had three other letters for second and third one. <laughs> it's a, it's educational as well. Yeah, yeah educational Theophilus. <laughs> um, so where we're actually picking up is that this is after Jesus has resurrected. So I think a lot of times we hear the story of Jesus. You know, he died on the cross, rose again, and we kind of like. That's it, you know, but there's so much more. And so he's actually hanging out. He didn't just immediately ascend to heaven. Mm -hmm. There was a 40 days that kind of went by where he was showing up on the scene here and there. And this is kind of a final gathering almost before he's about to ascend. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, it can't be completely accurate here, I don't think, but it looks like from what we can see from the Bible, at least 10 times Jesus appeared to his disciples. And as we look at this verse, it says in verse four, it says, on one of those occasions. So yeah. on one of those times that Jesus appeared to his disciples, here we are. Yeah. So that's where we're going. Um, it's interesting as we as we jump into this, there's a little phrase there, and I'll let you guys break this down a little bit. But the phrase there is that while he was eating, why do you guys think that phrase was in there? Josh, do you want to give it a, a venture? Yeah, I would imagine raising yourself from the dead it was gives you such an appetite. Yeah, yeah that's probably why. Burning tons of calories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's interesting when you do study that, though, that um, some of the comments are that, I mean, that's pretty, like, Mm mind-blowing. Jesus was dead, now he's alive. And so this could have been one of the ways that he was, like, you know, showing people that he was indeed alive. Not that he needed to eat, but, hey, look, I'm going to eat and show you that I'm real. Yeah, and I think Luke was even addressing Theophilus and saying— this is, Jesus was not some phantom. This is not some ghost story. Yeah. But he actually was walking on the earth and while he was eating. And so it's Yeah, just, look, Theo, dead people don't eat. Yeah, I'm almost. Showing you. In, in the book mm-hmm. of Luke, at the beginning, when he addresses Theophilus, he calls him almost excellent Theophilus. And so that sounds like a, a Bill and Ted adventure type <laughs> of a title. But anyway. And so Jesus there uh, gives him two instructions. He says, do not leave Jerusalem where they were. And wait for the gift that my father promised. And so, do you guys recall what gift maybe was promised that they were supposed to wait on? So, Luke is here referring to saying, Jesus is talking to the disciples and saying, hey, I told you this already. So, what Yeah, was that? well, and I think even like when you think of gift, it's so easy. We were talking about this earlier that you can read a verse and you have read it for a million, a million times that you almost like automatically assume you know what it is. And so it's so good to ask those questions of like, wait, what is this gift? And, and you know, we are taught like, hold on to God's promises. And I'm like, okay, which promise? What gift's going on here? Um, but it's actually something that um, Luke has referred to before. And that's really important whenever you are reading the Bible, you're trying to understand what's happening, um, is kind of to see what else has been said already. And um, he actually refers to this in 3, um, 16. Actually, let's do Luke 24, 49, mm-hmm. where Jesus himself is saying, and now I will send the Holy Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. And that, that's one of them. But there's actually another reference to this kind of possible promise in Luke 3.16. And, and it's actually uh, John the Baptist. And he's saying, he's answering their questions by saying, I baptize you with water. 
but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah. So he's kind of So you wonder what the disciples were were thinking, because we have context now about what that baptism meant, but I wonder if they were thinking, okay, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, if they had context to understand what, when Jesus said, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit, when John said that, I wonder if they had context where they were just like, all right, thanks, Jesus, let's go on, see what happens here. Yeah, there's definitely some... um, dots that we can see being connected to the just within the verses that Mary just referenced uh, so promises from the father uh, I think pr- there's some Old Testament uh, dots that they might be connecting uh, the promise that Jesus had already made earlier uh, in Luke the fact that John the Baptist references it it's also really jumps out the fact that he talks about being baptized um, in the spirit so John baptized you with water you're gonna be baptized with the Holy Spirit um, you know, a lot of people have different opinions about what that means, but the fact that he uses that word baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, maybe like immersed in the Holy Spirit, uh, and dwelt mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit, clothed in the Spirit. So either way you cut it, it's a pretty powerful statement. And I'm sure there's probably just a little confusion on the totally. disciples' part of what's yeah. going on. Because, you know, in verse 5, this is John baptized with water, like we've already mentioned you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And just, it's interesting that there was a Jewish festival coming up in just a few days, yeah. uh, the day of Pentecost, which is often re- referred to as the day when the Holy Spirit was poured on the church. Yeah. But it wasn't originally just a day for the Holy Spirit. It was a Jewish festival that was already planned, and it was 50 days out from when Jesus was crucified, if, if I get yeah. that math correct or, or, or resurrected, one of those days. But the, the Greeks actually called the term Pentecost for 50 days, and so it, it just— the Holy Spirit took over this Jewish festival. Mm-hmm. He just stole yeah, he, it from them. He, so. he, yeah, he kind of set a new standard there because I think it's so easy to think that this is talking about what we understand it as, but we have to remember that the Jewish people understood that was a term they used, Pentecost, in Penta 50. Yeah. So they, like, there's actually, that's like the number there in the word, but. Wouldn't it be crazy if Theophilus was a Pinto when you drove it? Yeah, he wasn't, though. So sad. Yeah, that would have been a lot of connections for us here today. (laughs) In verse 6, it gets really interesting because the disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, it's the time for you to establish your kingdom here on earth. And you have to think back to the context of what these people were going through. And they were looking for deliverance from their Roman oppressors. I mean, Mm -hmm. their land was occupied by a foreign government. They had a foreign military there. They were taxed like crazy and having to give all this money up, and their religion was being persecuted and set aside to this little place over here. So these people were ready to be free from the Romans, were Mm -hmm. ready to be free from this oppression. And not only that, but they already thought that Jesus was going to, like, before Jesus died, they were, like, having these misunderstandings of what Jesus would do. He shows up again. They're like, okay, now— do it now? This, is this it. time? Yeah. You're going to restore so the, us this time? So then you hear this phrase, baptizing the Holy Spirit, like, okay, yeah. this is going to be the new era. Yeah. And we're going to be free from these stinking Romans mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and their pointy little hats and their little uh, leather skirts. We're going to be free. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just went back to the movies on that one. I don't know if they actually wore those things. <laughs> Go we're watch gonna, some Bible movie. You'll yeah, see Ben Hur or whatever. And so we're going to be free from these people. And so they misunderstood again the thought Jesus was bringing them freedom from political oppression right. at this point yeah. in time. And so Jesus answers in a, in a strange way, in my opinion. He says, okay, God is the only one that knows those dates when all that stuff is going to happen. So basically, your job is to not worry about those things. In verse 7, he talks about that. It's not your concern. 
You're just worried about, hey, this gift I'm telling you that's coming and continuing to spread my message. And that's it. That's what you're concerned about. Yeah. And it's kind of like they're missing the point. Like, and that's just like so classic human mm-hmm. of us. But Jesus is saying, hey, here's the thing. And they're kind of taking a detour there. Like, oh, it, it almost feels like out of place, this verse. It's like, what? Be- but they're misunderstanding and he's correcting. Like, no, no, this is what it's about bringing them back into like what he's doing in his plans. And that they don't know what those, they don't understand it probably. They're trying to make sense of it, but he does. They need to trust his timing. And there's something pretty encouraging about the fact that we know what's about to happen. We know Pentecost is coming, the Holy Spirit's falling, the 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 kind of modern church, as it were, is about to be birthed. Yeah. And it's being done with a group of people who after years of time with Jesus still don't get it. Yeah. They still don't get it. Mm. And, and I think that's, Maybe some of what we get to see here is how really, not literally one day to the next, but pretty soon the Spirit falls and these group, this group of people who still don't get it. They all of a sudden get it. All of a sudden get it. Yeah. And all of a sudden are empowered to, to see the Lord do these amazing things through them. And, and that's that really cool thing that we get to, to join them in as, as we see this played out. Yeah, we're on the journey with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. verse 8 is really the crux verse. Yeah. yeah. Because it says you will receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you to make your message effective, then you're going to get it. So that's the birth of the church. You're going to understand it. And you're going to be this powerful witness of what I've done. And there's one thing that's interesting here, too. Jesus says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And it's it's like this concentric circle thing going Mm -hmm. out. Like it's going to start here, go a little bit larger geographically, then go to all over the world. And the, the X outline, not A-X-E, but A-C-T-S, the Acts outline, the book, this is the way it kind of plays out. So this is Luke saying, hey, here's the story, and this is what actually happened. The Spirit just began to spread in those concentric circles to the world around us, which is kind of cool if you look at it from that perspective. It's predicting here, Luke is saying, how the gospel is going to spread. Have you ever thought about that? Like, So he's telling them this is going to play out, and then where does Pentecost take place? Jerusalem. in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's this time where all these people from all these other places have yeah. come to Jerusalem, yeah. Yeah. filled yeah. with the Holy Spirit, and then get sent back out. That's a pretty amazing thing that's about to happen, and he's telling them that it's going to happen right here. Yeah, so for these Jewish festivals that took place, people would pilgrim, like be do take pilgrimages to Jerusalem. And so, like he's saying there, like, there's people from all sorts of different places, which I think is really important that you mention that because of what's going to happen very soon. And you guys know there's a certain type of horse out there, right, called a pinto. Mm. And so I wonder if anyone was on a pinto. I wonder what that costs them. So pinto. Costs. Are we doing that thing when we're using the pinto word a mm-hmm. lot of different ways? I don't know what we're doing for joke. sure. It was just a, <laughs> I was just trying to. I do... need to think like the yoke joke. I need to think uh, of a pinto joke now. Yeah, yoke. sorry. I yeah. don't think I can catch up though. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think one should. That was so bad. But, so, but you know, so yeah, so it's like the gospel is starting here. It's spreading out through all these people. The mission of the church begins to slowly spread out to go to all the people. And it's also underlying inclusive language here. If you're thinking the end of the world, mm-hmm. your idea at this point in time is this this is just a message for the Jewish people. And Jesus yes. just rocked your world in, in here right. and said, no, it's for everyone. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to give you power that you don't understand. You're going to understand, and you're going to go out and be effective, and there's going to be all these things that happen, so people are going to understand who Jesus Christ really was. Jesus often uh, talks about the kingdom of God in a way that communicates not only the uh, 
the gradual like expanse, but also th- that it's going to happen in a way that we don't maybe understand initially. Yeah. And so even here talking about how this is going to happen, Pentecost, and people are going to be spread out. They, that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking um, Israel is going to be like freed from the Romans and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I found a couple of different places. So now, you know, the Gospel of Mark, uh, there's a few different places in there where it, it says that Jesus talked about the kingdom of heaven, like a farmer diligently sowing seeds. You know, some seeds take root and some don't. So if, if maybe that was the one way he talked about it, it'd be like, okay, interesting. But then he starts talking about, no, it's kingdom of heaven is like a lamp hidden under a basket and that basket's slowly being raised so light can shine mm-hmm. out. Or the kingdom of heaven is like a tiny mustard seed you know, growing in this and that. And uh, and so here again, it's almost like he's saying, hey, look, this is going to look different than maybe what you think that it's going to look like, mm-hmm. but it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to be with you and you're going to see amazing things happen. Uh, and it's really, really exciting. And it's like at Pentecost, the lights kicked on yeah. and they began mm-hmm. to understand the gospel is way different yep. than what we thought was going to be this freedom from these Roman oppressors. It's a, it's a, it's a gospel of love and mercy and servitude yeah. and all these different things that are going on. And yep. so it's like a, the light kicked on the, for them at that it's moment. Like, it's like the toaster was plugged in. Yeah. Now the power's there. Let's make some Pop-Tarts. There's, a, there's another, um, <laughs> we, we talked earlier about nerdy Christian school stuff. There is this, uh, the word, for, the Greek word in Acts 1-8 for power is dunamis, um, for explosive power, this kind like of thing. Like dunamite? Yeah. And so there <laughs> We had different floors. We weren't allowed to have fraternities and sororities at my little Christian school, just uh, uh, floors where you live in the dorms. And one of the floors was called Dunamis, and they uh, always beat us in sports. So I hate <laughs> Dunamis. So sorry about that. That was a little another nerdy uh-huh. Christian school reference. We can talk so, about it later, buddy. Yeah, thank you. There's pain. There's pain. But it's interesting then in verse 9, as we wrap this up, Jesus returned to God, and he went up in the clouds, and it's almost like Jesus is saying here, hey, my physical presence with you on the earth, this concludes that. Yeah. But I'm promising you something that's going to be even better than that, that the Holy Spirit, that God is going to be with you, not just here and there, these different manifestations when I showed up, but he's always going to be with you. And I know they didn't understand that at that point in time, but as we see it play out, yeah. that, that this is a better promise, that Jesus is saying, hey, here's the end of my physical presence. Here's a new presence that's coming with you, God's Spirit with you at all times and all places. And can we take a minute and just be like, what? That just happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I think sometimes we read it and we're like, oh yeah, and then he ascended into the clouds. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I would imagine that they were like, where are you going? Wait, 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 wait. Stay here with me. And I think that physical piece is a theme sort of throughout this specific passage, like even the eating, like he is really here. He really is here right now. And he really is no longer here, but his spirit is here with us. He's sending a gift to us. And so I think it's so important that kind of how I see it is like a passing of the baton to um, carry out his mission and his plan that he has for the church, which is literally being born in in these moments. And that's why they got it because no longer were they on their own, but the spirit of God indwelt them Mm -hmm. and the spirit of God now empowered them and helped them understand, helped the light kick on and they began to do the things that Jesus wanted them to do, which is very cool. So good. So Mary, I typically at this point in time, I have a conundrum, but today, or Josh sometimes has a befuddlement. Once, yep. But today I'm conundrumless. Mm. And so it's time. I was thinking and I was like, okay, you're conundrum guy, you're a befuddlement guy, befuddlement, right? Yes. You're like, now I am once. He said, (laughs) I said that was one time. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm and workshopping I was perplexed it. girl, um, but I felt like perplexed. I mean, conundrum really, I feel like hits it a little okay. better. It okay. lands oh, you there. Can, you can borrow conundrum. Can I, can I borrow it? <laughs> uh, I think about just our lives and, um, I hope that when you're hearing this and as it's being unpacked, you can almost see yourself in the story a little bit of that missing the point and getting distracted. And I think, especially now, I mean, even last week, we talked about the economy and all the worry with that and just everything happening here on this earth. I think we can um, we can lose sight of the mission and the call that God has for us today. We can think, oh, God's coming back. And yes, we hope for that. And yes, that's something that we think about as Christians. But we still have something to do today. And something that they said in verse 10, we didn't actually read verse 10, but it says, as they strained to see him rising into heaven, there was two guys with him. And basically Jesus is out of sight at this point. And they're like, hey, get going, <laughs> Mary version. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Get going, like stop looking up here at heaven to me and get going and do the thing like, and, and I guess get going. Let me be clear. They said they were being told to wait. So wait and you will get what God said said he's going to give you and empower you to go do the things God's called you to do. So I think we just get so caught up in trying to understand what God is doing or make sense of his timeline or, or see things for what they are when in reality he's saying, I got you, trust me, follow me, listen to me, wait for me, and I will lead you and empower you to do the things that I've called you to do. Mm-hmm. And, and don't try to continue to go out and establish my kingdom in all these, just go out and, and spread the message of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Be you know, don't get distracted by all those things. Yeah. Just go do what I've empowered you to do. And then we do have power. We're not alone in this thing. Right. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is with us. We're not alone. So God's giving us strength and power and words and all these things to be a witness for He's him. not like, bye, good luck. He's yeah. like, hey, I sent you what you needed that was paid for on the cross. <laughs> you go get him. Go get him, tiger. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and even thinking that, I feel like this is a really great introduction into this series yeah. of Help Is Here about the Holy Spirit. Um, but the next few weeks, we're actually going to be uh, diving more into that, what the Holy Spirit, the role of is in our lives and different things like that. And so over the next couple of weeks, we'll continue in the breakdown to kind of unpack that. And I, I know you guys are going to miss me because I'm going to be gone. Mary's gone the next two weeks. I don't know. The, the podcast might fall. It might be over by the time you get back. We might have destroyed this podcast. <laughs> like we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but join us for uh, the message this weekend as we continue this series. Uh, we hope that just you're encouraged really to not get distracted by those other things, but just keep your eyes on um, what God is doing what God is saying and leading you to do so that you can follow him and follow his mission. You know, one of the things we say here at Hope is live the mission. And so to live that out, trust his timing. He's got you. Um, and so I hope that encouraged you today. Uh, join us this weekend and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.